this is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go. And the question is whether you have a proper, a solid, and a sound blueprint. And I want to suggest Ladies and gentlemen, you welcome, you welcome, you welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast with Onyekachi and David. As usual, this is the conversation and episode three. With me, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very beautiful lady and a very, very handsome man. And my co-host, my guy himself, Baba Beg, introduce yourself, Joe. Uh, hello, guys. As usual, uh, David Abraham. And I, and I have to say, I find Onyekachi's uh, introduction very disrespectful and... Uh, you know, backward and and old-fashioned. I mean, how can you reduce these erudite, intelligent people to, to what they look like? Terrible, terrible, poor form. Uh, but, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're very happy to be here again and we're happy to have our guests. Uh, we'll be talking about marital rape today, very sensitive and important issue. Uh, guys, could you uh, briefly introduce yourselves? Hi, I am Fatima Tabiba. Hello, I am Suleiman Sanya. Alright, okay, so as usual, the topic is should marital rape be criminalized? And the first question I'd like to ask our guests is what exactly is the rationale for marital rape and what is marital rape? Just for those that don't know what it is. Um, so, um, marital rape is unconsensual sexual act between a husband and a wife. So, the most important part of the whole thing is it is without consent. That the husband has sex or have sex with the wife without the consent of the wife. Okay. And to add more to it, yes, it is possible for um, a rape to occur between married couple when the wife does not want to have intercourse with the man and the man forces it. It is a marital rape, and unfortunately, our laws don't cover it. I think you're right when you say our laws don't cover it because um, section yes, unfortunately, unfortunately, like you rightly said, um, section three sub three of the Sexual Offences Act clearly states that um, marital rape is not a crime in the Gambia. But I feel like this the controversy right that people have with this is firstly, I mean the 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 Marshmallow um, Causes Act and even you know acts relating to marriage stipulate clearly that people that um. A marriage is not a marriage until it is consummated, right? So, to some people, they think, okay, like it's the right of a man to consummate a marriage. What do you have to say about this? Well, consummation and rape, when you look at it, they are two different things. Mm -hmm. The consummation would be at the beginning of the marriage. Okay. This, I'm sure both parties would be more than willing to consummate the marriage. But when it comes to the rape, we all know that. Um, there are certain factors, maybe for one reason or the other, the lady is not willing to have intercourse with the husband for that particular um, time. But then the husband feels like um, it's, the, um, it's his wife, mm -hmm. so the wife should submit at any given point, mm -hmm. which is actually wrong. Mm -hmm. Morally, when you look at um, legally to it, it's wrong. And, uh, Religious to be religiously to it, so wrong um, because I know other people will claim the religious point too, but it's wrong religiously mm -hmm. if you know that your religion. Mm -hmm. So, consummation and rape in marriage they're different. I mean, just look at the word rape mm -hmm. and non consensual, exactly. Too. So, they're two different things, they're not even the same things. Yeah. You said rape and consummation. Yeah. Obviously, they must have both agreed to it. Mm -hmm. But rape is when one party is not in, agree, in, okay. in agreement, does not even want to do it, but you force yourself onto them. So right. that's rape. Right. Okay, great. Um, so, so, you know, this is a very sensitive issue. And to be honest, I would rather not you know, uh, come across as if I'm playing the devil's advocate on this. But, you know, in every conversation, mm -hmm. uh, there are two sides. And, and I, would, <coughs> I would just like to advance some of the thought processes of the other side without necessarily subscribing to them. So the, the first one is like, you know, laws exist for a reason. And if marital rape 
is not criminalized in our laws. There's probably some reason. So let's discuss the rationale for not criminalizing marital rape uh, and whether it makes any sense, uh, because that's, that should be the whole start point right, for our deliberation. So I, I think that the, the point is that when you get married to a person, it implies a special relationship. Yeah? And, and the rationale behind the law is more or less that when you get married, um, there is irrevocable consent granted. Now, now that's a contentious issue. Like, um, should the law imply irrevocable consent? And if not, what is the, the strength or what is the essence of getting married again? Like, because traditionally, we've, we've understood that when you get married to a person, um, you have some sexual rights, right? That are different from uh, a non-marital relationship. But they're not supposed to be forced. Yeah, so, so, the so the law, the law, presumes that there is irrevocable consent. But, but then, you know, when you mention force again, you, you have to remember the section uh, three of the Sexual Offenses Act doesn't mention force alone. It mentions other things like, you know, having sex with a person who's intoxicated, having sex with a person who is sleeping, and all those kind of things. Non-consensual. So, consensual yeah, but, but don't you think that the context of marriage, right, when, when, you, when you look at those things, like, is it different for a stranger to have sexual intercourse with an intoxicated woman than when a husband has sexual intercourse with this intoxicated wife. Which is why we are worried why exactly is marital rape not criminalized? No, no, I'm asking you, is there a difference between those two situations, right? You go to a party, you get drunk, someone takes advantage of you, or <coughs> you go out with your husband, or even stay indoors and have a lot to drink, and you get intoxicated and he has sex with you without you. Are you saying that even in marriage, you have to literally expressly ask, um, can I have sex with you tonight? And the wife has to say yes. Verbally and orally. Um, David, the last statement. I don't think that is how people would actually do it. Like, you come with the words, can I or may I have sex with you tonight? That's not how it's done. And I am no expert in this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm no expert. I'm just a disclaimer, I'm not married. But then I think you would the the other party, and one thing will lead to another, and then bam, yeah. do no, what but, you but, So that's why I, I raised that, because yeah. this person is intoxicated. Yeah. They cannot respond to your advances. Why would you advance on somebody that is actually intoxicated? But, but this is your wife, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a different it does context. not matter, it's your wife. Why would you do it? Your wife, I think when your wife is intoxicated, you have a duty exactly. to take care of the wife. Maybe the effects of the drunkenness, you have a duty to maybe take care of the wife, do, do talk, the, talk your wife in bed or whatnot, and still do what exactly. you have to do, do what is right. But not forcefully have sex because, with them while they're okay, so, 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 your wife, hold on, you, you said have another right. day. Yeah. You, you might have another day. It's your wife. Tomorrow or even in the morning or maybe whatever time after, after your wife has woken up. And she's sober. You can you can just play as husband and wife and just end up you know doing it. You you don't necessarily have to force yourself while your wife is asleep or intoxicated and cannot respond. How would you even enjoy that? That's that's, that's how insane. would you even justify that? That's not even having sex. That's the rape. That's the point. Yeah, it, it depends on how you define the rape. You know that sounds like a very terrible thing to say, but the truth is that yeah, it depends on how you define rape. Right, so what do you mean? Right, it depends on how you define it. Exactly. So what do you mean on how you define rape? It's a legal term, isn't it? Right. So if you if you look to what the law says about about rape, of course, okay, you can have the broader definition of, of rape, right? Non-consensual sex. But then that brings in all sorts of issues, like how can, how exactly is consent expressed? And that takes us back to where I started from. You're saying that um, the the rationale is that when you get married to a person, you express irrevocable consent. Okay, so so like consent has different expressions. Ordinary, I think consent will be expressed. Let's put it this way: once the person, I'm not sure this is even very right, but once the person is not um, denying you, pushing you back, then maybe you are fine. Yeah. But then, but but an intoxicated woman probably wouldn't deny you or push you back. But no, then, you just said intoxicated. Exactly. So, so I'm saying like so your wife. Obviously, then, so obviously, that person cannot give consent. But no, but that's the way you're defining. But you consent. knowing no. that you cannot, you cannot get the consent, and he, the, the, in, she's intoxicated. Yeah. She cannot push you back. Then why don't you just let go? Yeah. 
under, under, under normal circumstances, right? Like you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, friend, strangers, like obviously. Uh, yeah. But in marriage, right, doesn't isn't there an implication of a special relationship? Being married to somebody does not equate to you owning their body. Does it not? It, it does it not. Does it does not. Does so not so what's the point of being married? Married. Well, there's a lot. Married doesn't mean you own the person. Do you know that, that, that by your rationale, that means cheating is okay? Because you don't own my body, how can you limit what I do with it? But you have, a commitment to, you have a commitment to yeah. each other. It does not mean that I own her and she owns me. There is a certain barrier there. Let's define something. Which way? Okay. That, that would be yeah. um, that would be harmful to the to the person. Don't do those things. But sex is okay. not necessarily no, harmful. No, no, no. no, this is not sex. This is rape. This Don't call it sex. No, okay, it's but like, rape. Okay, so like, okay, like, let me just share um, you know, a personal experience. So you know, when we were like much younger, they would tell us that you know um, that we shouldn't have sex right now at this you know at the much younger age, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15. For various reasons, you know, they told us, you know, that um, when you when you when you get married, you have the liberty to have sex with your wife whenever you want to, right? So, um, do you think um, that this, you know, there's some people that, that feel like marriage, um, uh, yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like withholding from married from married people what they what is naturally theirs, which is their right to consume it, right? So, to them, um, because you know, um, a man and a woman are living in the same house, they've tied the knot. They probably have children together. Mm-hmm. The man has paid the bride price. Has done. Whatever you know, every everything required by law and tradition to do to you know have the, this woman into his house. Mm-hmm. She's his legal wife. They feel that um um that um, it's kind of harsh on the man to one day um his wife just wakes up and he's like, like okay um my husband raped me yesterday. Do you get like 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 there's that like there's that thin line between um like um feeling reluctance and like your wife just and like you expressing your right your your right as a man. I mean, so if you do, it's not like the man does all the work, you know, both of them actually. So what do you think about that? Like the thin line, what exactly is the difference? For the woman to wait. Because, because, because you see the thing, like David directly mentioned, right? Reluctance and saying no, it can be done in various forms. No, but I think yeah. you, you're now, you started with a different point. Okay. Your point initially, mm-hmm. right, is that, you know, you're, you're told mm-hmm. culturally mm-hmm. that when you get into marriage, yeah. you have as much sex as you want with yeah. your wife. Yeah. And then, is it not unfair mm-hmm. to get into marriage and feel deprived, right? Yes, so yes. Let's, let's deal with but that. It's also first. unfair okay. to get into marriage and be forced to have sex. Well, that's his point. I'll leave you to defend that one. I mean, well, I mean, like, you see the thing, and you know, that's why when, even when we had the um, um, episode about feminism, we spoke about culture and we spoke about religion. And whether we like it or not, these things actually play a part in our beliefs today, right? In, in as much as the law is, even the law kind of gets some of its, um, its, its rationale from this, from exactly, from these things, from this religion, from culture, or whatever. Yes. Exactly. Well, also there is good culture and then there is bad culture. So you take what is good out of the culture and then remove the bad ones. And what I know in Islam, mm-hmm. it's great that every time you want to have intercourse with your wife, you have to seek um, some some sort of, how did they even put it? I knew the word, mm-hmm. like it's kind of an invitation. So that invitation would be you being playful with your wife and until you guys would get in the mood, not you coming to force yourself yeah. on your wife. I get you. That is that is prohibited in, in Islam. So so I want to take you guys to the back to the point I was I was on uh, before, right? In terms of um, when when we start saying that you don't own your partner's body, um, yeah. um, I, I really like to, to, to deliberate on that a bit, you know, because I think that you know marriage does imply some ownership of each other both ways, right? So um, let's not assume that only men like sex in marriage and only men initiate sex in marriage. Right? So it's a two way thing. Yeah. So we're we're actually talking about principles that will cut across the board. I think that, you know, if, if your wife makes a move on you and, and is a little intrusive, right, um, it's understandable and vice versa. But if, if you go to the point of saying that, no, you don't own your, your partner's body at all, I think you, you kind of invalidate um, a big part of what makes marriage marriage. And then that leads to my point that if that be the case, then why do people get uh, angry about cheating? Because cheating, essentially, even if, you know, you mentioned the commitment, and, and you can still elaborate on that because you, you didn't really have a chance to before. But I think that when it comes down to it, it's you doing what you feel like doing with your body. 
And if you own your body, nobody should have a right to tell you, no, you can't use your body in this particular way or that particular way. So the reason why that commitment would come about is because they're saying that you have some duties to me with respect to your body. And if we, if we accept that, then the only question then becomes, how far does that duty extend? Does it only extend to you not using your body in a way I don't like? Or does it extend to you having to use your body in the way that I like? Do you understand the difference between that? Right? So the first one is, no, you cannot go out and do whatever you want with your body. The second one is, you also have to do some things that I want you to do with your body. right? But they're two sides of the same coin. Do you, do you get it? Not really. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, it's ownership. Okay, I, 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 I think I understand your point about the ownership, the autonomy of one's body. Um, in marriage, you have the commitment part, that is there. But you're saying that um, since I own my body and the other party owns their body too, they can do as they wish, even um, within the marriage. Um, I think the whole concept of marriage does not mean that you can also violate that person. Because this rape thing is um, a clear violation. When I'm not ready to, or I don't want to, or I'm not in the mood for whatsoever reason, you don't necessarily have to come and violate my my body like that. This is a violation of the person, and uh, it has some psychological effects. It has some health effects on you too. And at times, it would come with violence. All of those things are involved there. So if you're not putting that into consideration, and you're just looking at it generally like when I own my body, I can go outside the marriage and have another relationship there. Um, that would also violate the whole uh, institution of marriage. Mm -hmm. It's a sacred institution. So when you are there to you try as much as possible not to violate your partner and not to do any other violation outside the marriage too. Um, it, uh, this is rather controversial, but there are rare circumstances that would lead for, um, a partner to say, okay, Today I don't want to have sex with you at all. Maybe they're mad at you, you did something wrong, or they're tired, or they're sick. You may not know all of those things. They may not be very obvious, but you coming and forcing yourself and not putting the other partner's feelings or their condition into consideration would also bring the problems. And it just requires the work of the, it requires partnership. And if that is not there, then it's a huge problem. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> um, so, so let me let me ask differently. Let's let's go a bit into a more legal perspective. You know, we've been we've been yes. on a more philosophical perspective. Um, so let me ask first. You know, laws are, are generally made um, for various reasons, but one strong reason is to fulfill public policy needs. And when we say public policy in law, we're talking about the good of the public, right? Yes. Right. So, is it in the best interest of the public to criminalize marital rape? When you consider the fact that. Um, it would mean that probably a breadwinner or a father would be, would be sent to jail potentially for life. Uh, you're more worried about somebody being sent to jail than the woman that's actually being raped, David. Well, it's a question that you have to answer. You're ask, asking me back that another question. What, you can ask me after I'm, you answer. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> like, I find it really weird when people are more focused on the breadwinner, the perpetrator, what is going to victim. happen to them. But you realize but that. What, but why is nobody worried about what happened to the victim? Okay, okay, look, let's look at the bigger picture, right? The perpetrator did something, right? If, if we agree that what he did was wrong, right, and, and that's the whole point of having this conversation, then we have to talk about, you have to punish him because the law will not permit a wrong to be without a remedy, right? Um, but now punishing someone who is in the position of a breadwinner in a home has collateral implications, right? On the children. Children. Yeah. So if you take out the breadwinner, it's not about... Before what the children, it has implications on the... On her too, actually. Exactly. Because, because... And as the breadwinner, I think you should know better. No, no, but before we get to that, before we get to that, right? Yeah. My, my question is public policy. Yes, right? public Let's start policy. with public policy. If you're putting men in jail for this, and you're depriving the children, and even the first victim, the wife, of a man in the house, right? Of a is man that in the her. sure, sure? Is that in the best interest of the public? 
Yes. You think so? Rape is deceptive and locked away. What do you mean if that is in the best interest of the public? Okay, is, is locking a person away the only locking uh, remedy you can think? Locking away, not away. No, 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 okay, true, true, true. true. Uh, very good to make that distinction, right? But but then okay. we're talking about marriage, and I'm not like talking about general rapists out there, right? So yeah, let's say locking a husband. Whether, whether it's in marriage or outside of marriage, the rapist is a rapist. Once you're a rapist now, you are a rapist. Yeah. But this, um, we're, we're still in the context of public and policy. And it should be worse for a husband because you yeah. went through marriage. You actually knew. You knew that it's a sacred institution. You took your time. You went to the woman's house. You took your... Um, What's it called again? The dowry. And you went through all the wounds, you went to the They really trust you, they live together office. with you on everything. They and look at you every day, you, you get up every day and then. That promise. You broke everything, the whole sacredness of marriage, what uh, what establishes a marriage, and you, you violate that with your wife's body. That's your wife. You should be taking care of your wife. You should support your wife. You should be there for her. But then once you violate her up to that extent, then you are not good a husband. You belong to jail. Exactly. For you to go and sit and reflect on what you did yeah. for some time. <laughs> or maybe your entire life. Okay, fine. But, 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 but going back to public policy, like, how part. does that affect the family? The family, they will, they, 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 they will survive. Once there is no criminal within them, they'll survive. The family will grow up to be a better family. Well, I mean, like, so, like, that's contentious. You, you, yeah, you know that. <laughs> there's a statistic about, especially, okay, let's look at black American families, right? Yes. That, so look at, let's that look that at Gambian families. Let's, okay. This is what we can do. Well, 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 that doesn't apply to Gambian families. Like, black yeah. American families, um, like, there's a, there's a statistic, you know, a very high amount of them don't have a man in the home. Yes. And, and there are studies that show that there's a correlation between that, not having a father in the home, and the criminal conduct of the children later on in mm-hmm. life. So so I have to say that I contest the idea that removing the man from the home just because, let me not say just because, removing the man from the home because he you know, committed marital rape uh, would lead to the betterment of the family. I, I would have to contest that. I think that overall, not having a father in the home is bad for the family. And and then I would say that instead of, of, of it, you know, making, of, of the fact that they were married, making the crime worse, I would say it should actually mitigate the punishment, like because there's that implied concept, like it's 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 no. a closer relationship. No, no. The... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like no, David. You can't you can't say somebody raped their wife. Mm-hmm. Now, if you put them behind bars or if you put them behind their children, would not be raised well or something. But if you leave them in that house, you leave a rapist in that house. Do you know how many times one would have to go through that ordeal every other time? You're more worried about the children. But do you know like women are capable of raising their children alone? Do you do you also know that? And they and they actually don't turn out to be criminals. You also know that. Exactly. In some cases, in some cases. Mothers. Raising children to be very responsible. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, so that I mean, is actually invalid. Yeah, yeah, like, like, no, get some cases. No, like, no, no, no that, like definitely, like definitely, right? I mean, there are single mothers out there that are really doing like amazing jobs. But um, the point is that in in whatever way, whether the father died through gun violence, whether the father died because he was sick, yeah. the, the fact that there's an absence of the father in the Obviously, home Obviously, it's going to have the family. We know that's that point. The significance of having a father figure. Yes. But don't you think when the father is sent to prison for being for committing that crime? Mm. Another man can come up and take Okay, okay, Even okay. Even if another man okay. don't come yes, up, right. can do Okay, and, and like this leads me um, to this point, right? Instead of punishing the father, because you yes. know, we've all agreed that, you know, um, there's the, the significance of the father in the home. Mm-hmm. Instead of sending the father to jail, you know, why, why can't there be like a form of, like, you know, education and, you know, trying to explain to the man why, okay, this and this and this and this is not good. Because, 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 you because know no, 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 I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. Because um, the reason why I'm, I'm asking that question is because many men just see rape, um, just see um, sex with their wives as, as my rights. Because, you know, to them it's like, because I've paid my dowry and I've done blah, 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 I deserve to have sex with you. Because, because um, um, in the man's mind, it's like, I can't go outside and have sex with somebody else. You're my wife. And you know this is our but our right. In the right state no, I'm, I'm coming mind. exactly. I mean, so so to them, they are like you know, you're my wife, and this is my um, my rights. We we can have sex whenever we want to. So do you, don't you think um, the punishment? Yeah, you um, said whenever we bit, want to. The point is, we no, want. I mean, yeah, where, whenever we want to. That means the man and the woman. We want exactly, exactly. But so, this is not whenever we want to. This is more like whenever I want to. Exactly. This is more like whenever. Okay, I want so to. what if the wife wants to and the man doesn't want? It's still rape. It's still rape. 
Yeah. It's not like we're picking and choosing to fight, but it's marital rape. Because I see this in a lot of Senegambian <coughs> family states where I, I don't know whether you understand this time in, in, in Wolof, but you would see the woman would, I saw it not long ago on Instagram, the woman would wake up and mm-hmm. say, Jah mo. And then the man will be like, the muscle one, I'm tired Everything. or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then the man, the woman would be all hysterical, Jahmalima mom, Jahmalima mom. Like, that's also wrong. The man may be tired from work or may not be in the right state of mind uh, that particular night. And you getting up abusing or physically abusing the man, it's also rape. We are not just focusing, maybe we are talking more on women. Yeah, because it happens to them a lot yeah, compared, compared to it happening to men. To men. I understand you. And, and the stigma that um, is attached to men reporting rape. You even on Twitter the other day I saw, um, was it in, this, it, it's in this pandemic, there was this in Italy, I don't know whether you've seen the video, the man, the woman was forcing the man. And, and then, then the comments were like, "Anti your man, or uh, why would a man run away from, from the woman? woman exactly. And stuff like that. We understand all of that when it comes to men reporting rape. Um, that's why you don't really hear a lot of men would be reporting rape, but then it, it happens. Yeah, and okay. we are not dismissing yeah. that fact. Okay, so um, I think um, Biba was trying to make a point. So, you know, um, when I ask a question, I think you two basically. What about um, about um, the punishment for rape. Obviously, rape, um, rape um, is a capital punishment. And if you were to legalize marital rape, exactly. right, instead of you know telling the, the man, okay, um, Mr. XYZ, you know, um, the fact that she's your wife doesn't mean you can blah, 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 blah. You know, just educate, like I said, educate the man on the you know, um, psychological um, effects of him forcing himself on his wife. Uh, why don't you just you know, educate them for the betterment of the children? Um, you know, yeah. you know what you're doing. Mm. It's like somebody committed a crime, yeah. and instead of them being punished, you're more like, okay, we'll tell you about the consequences of what you did. So next time you wouldn't do them. You know, the other people are there that are doing it, so they're going to do it. And then after come back, this is what we get when we do it. You don't get punished. And even in the Gambia, even something that is in military, when you rape people, it's actually very difficult to get justice much more somebody that is in a marriage home and it is rape and you're telling me what they should be told is they should be told about the consequences mm-hmm. of the impact and all those things and then be let um, be let go of because of the children yeah do you know what it is doing that is encouraging all the other people that are doing it to continue doing it because obviously they are going to get away with it yeah. so that is not even a punishment that is that is even an yeah, I, 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 I actually i have to agree with you like that's um, you know, speaking from a legal perspective, there's, there's no such concept. That, exactly. Of, no, I mean like, I mean like. No, wait, 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 let me come. Let me You cannot, you cannot propose a remedy that just educates people. Like, I think that's very, it's almost condescending. You're, you're implying that these men are children that they don't know what they're doing. Like, of course, they know it. I mean, I'm not saying they know. Seeing, they know what the implication is. Like, especially if, to if we agree that, that, is that it is so serious wrong, as rape. Yeah, if we agree that it is mm-hmm. wrong, that's a crime. Then mm-hmm. there must be a punishment. Okay. Remedy. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, now, but what I would say is that I don't, I don't necessarily, I still, uh, let me put forward an argument, okay? These are not necessarily my views, but let's put forward an argument that uh, uh, criminalizing marital rape in particular, uh, and when I say criminalizing, I mean making it you know, a felony, a capital offense, uh, makes it very serious, and the punishment is very serious in Gambia law. Uh, can we not, uh, can we not suggest that? If you're going to, to criminalize it or, or make it an offense in any way, that you could suggest alternative remedies, right? Say, for example, compensation. No. Um, divorce with compensation, no. for example. Even after divorce, let the man go to jail. That's the point. Well, what, what does that serve, though? Well, you're locking rapists away. Well, in a, you're this, keeping this them just... from the society. You're keeping them from women. You're you're protecting people if you do that. Okay, so so like, for the victim too. Exactly. Okay, no, that's like that's like more comfortable in society. It, exactly. Having your perpetrator, well, maybe one day you meet with your. You see them, and it's going to trigger you again, and you're going to relieve all those things again. But no. sooner or later, I mean, the, the the punishment for rape, if I remember correctly, it's 14 years ranging to life depending on the, the circumstances under which it's committed. So sooner or later he's going to be back in society, right? So, so that, that argument wouldn't hold up It would hold up. After a decade of someone being locked up, I think you would know better. And uh, it means no, no, that... The, the argument that the psychological impact of the victim seeing the perpetrator in society... Yes, after a decade... Years of faith? 
I'm not saying it's going to fade, but at least they've had time to heal. But most of the time, rapists are walking free. Yeah, you, can solve that. you can solve that with, with um, a restraining order. Like You can go 100 meters near this person. Mm, in the Gambia. And Why not? Like, we're, we're talking about change. Knowing that the, the perpetrator is still out there, that is the, the fact that you have in your brain that the perpetrator it's is still there. out there Sing. and can still violate the 100 meter rule. Do we even have that that facility in the Gambia where you have a tracker and knowing that my perpetrator is somewhere around and if they cross the hundred meter length, maybe there will be an alarm at the police or I will get an alert and contact the police or something. I mean, I'm not being pessimistic, but here if you call the police, it may take a long time before they even come. So so now we're looking. Would the line even go through? Yeah, but, but you see what you guys are doing is like, you, that's funny. Uh, um, to any police officers listening to this, I feel obliged <laughs> to ap- apologize on, on behalf of Suleiman. Uh, but, but you know, what you guys are doing is important because you're looking to the context, right, to determine what the punishment should be, the context of the society we live in, right? So, so th- but that's what we're doing here too. Uh, that's what I'm doing when I, when I propose several arguments, when I say you shouldn't lock them up. Because yes, here's the thing, here's the truth about Gambia, right? If you criminalize, um, if you even manage, because I don't even think you will get the parliamentary support to turn that into uh, You know, patriarchy, of course. Yeah, but uh, not necessarily patriarchy, but okay, let's even yeah. say patriarchy. Well, yeah. the National Assembly, how many men do you have there? A lot. Uh, Thank you so much. That doesn't... So, so, Where okay, was fine. those to get passed? Fine, fine, fine. Let, let, let's even ask you, Miss Patriarchy. I'll give you that one. So I We're assuming it's patriarchy. Okay, let's fine. not assume about uh, that. Uh, so, so the point is, this, like, even if you manage to pass that first hurdle, right, um, how many women, given this society, will genuinely go to the police station and say, I'm here to report my husband exactly. for committing rape? So, the exactly. point is, first, get it criminalized, and then worry about what comes later. So, what so about the stigma it, that comes to the woman? Like, this woman reported her husband for rape. Like, the whole society... Even people that get raped outside of marriage, even people that get raped outside of marriage, find it difficult to actually go and report themselves to the police station, and, and rape is actually a crime in this country. Mm-hmm. So... Already there's a stigma around rape that people, of course, are trying to fight and trying to change those things. But that is entirely not the point. The point is criminalize it. So the one woman that is willing to come and speak up will actually have justice when they need it. This is not about, yes, if you criminalize it, are they going to report? Test the law first. Put the law in there. There are people coming in to to report. But you know the point Mm -hmm. is, is, is like I'm talking about looking at the context and the impact, right? So the stigmatization is going to be worse than even the the ordinary rape victim um, might be stigmatized to some extent. But when a woman in this society goes to a police station and gets her husband locked up because he had sex with her and she wasn't willing, do you think that, that she will be able to live with the level of stigma that will come from that? We all know the implications that comes with these things. Being able to live with that stigma or not is left to her. I think they would speak up when they are free, when they want to speak up, when they think this is the right time to speak up. Obviously, people, they would know there's going to be backlash, as always, patriotic. There's going to be backlash, there's going to be backlash. Being prepared for it or not, the whole point is, if she reports it, will she get the justice? Would she get the justice she deserves? Well, if there, if there is a law. Exactly, but the, if there is no law, why are you worried about? No, because because support, we're talking about, about support groups too, mm-hmm. supporting these women because we have seen it uh, before. Mm-hmm. The with the Tufa case, there have been support groups, there have been um, uh, safe societies, safe spaces Thank you. rather, mm-hmm. where women can come and speak up. You have us, you have support, and how you, to guide you how to go about these things these processes until you get justice. Right. Now, saying that if you have the law, um, the stigma would be the reason why people would not come. Does not really hold much. But once you have this law, I'm sure you have other people coming to, yeah, you know, come to, to support these people. Yeah, where we are right now. Domestic violence, back then, a lot of domestic violence would just be settled at home. Yes. But now we have seen it doing It's to trying to change. At least it's going to the police. People are getting more educated, more aware of these things. People are being told their rights. Now if you if you educate um, one woman that your husband should not violate your body like that, 
and the woman will educate her peers too. So this, this thing will, 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 will spread. After that, and you'll see a lot of cases And then there's out. an actual law that says you can't violate your yeah. spouse's right. Yeah. Yeah. A law that so, protects, protects yeah. them. You exactly. see, you have to understand, like, at this point right now, we're not talking about whether they should be, they should be criminalized or not. We're talking about the remedy. Okay, so I'm, I'm making the point that... Like, well, yeah, we talked about it. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I heard you. I'm saying, right, when, when, I, when I talk about, when I talk about um, the stigma that will accrue to the woman, I'm, I'm still talking about finding a better remedy, like saying that there are other ways to deal with this other than you know, escalate, escalating it to that point where it's a question of... 14 years to life imprisonment. No, but, but, um, I feel like 14 years is actually a very low. But that's, that's another time. problem we have, we have with the laws, right? Like, how do you determine what is the right amount of years? Like, that's very arbitrary. Well, for a rapist, 14 years is actually too small. So, how many years do you think is a bit? Well, if you can go for life, I'm actually good with that. Like, personally, right? Personally, I'm, I have no issues with the um, with rapist, no more rapist, going mm-hmm. to jail. For life, whatever the common is. Like yeah. the abnormal <laughs> No, I mean like 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 you know the, the um common the rapist, you know, the young guy that rapes the girl, pedophiles, whatever. But my issue and you know that was why I brought the issue of you know um, education and you know Suleiman also mentioned that about um, educating the women. Because you see whether we like it or not. Educating right? the women as in No, I mean like educating the right. women on their rights and, and, and also educating the men too on what they need to do. Because you see, like I said, right? more like what they should not do. Like I said, right, most married men in contemporary Gambian society, contemporary Nigerian society, if West African society, yeah, see sex as their rights, whether we like it or not. They may not, to them, right, to them, right, so, okay, now, imagine you, walk, you walked up to um, a man that has five kids, right, and you told him that, um, Mr. Man, um, if you sleep with your wife tomorrow and she doesn't want to, to be raped, you see, you're talking from a point of, of intellectuality, but the man may not necessarily understand it. To him, in his head, what he has been taught from Days long back, his father taught him that, my son, when you get married, you can have sex as long as you want, that and that's why, why exactly it's look, good to unlearn. Exactly, that's why you and have that's to why, start somewhere. Exactly, and that's why my point is that it's rather than you just um um you know um, abruptly sending this man to jail at the first time, I'm sure that they are they are you know. What do you mean at are, the first time? So, for example, like you know you know the man you rape somebody for the first time. No, I mean like the marital rape. You know, the man rapes his wife. Yeah, so you My point is that, like, like you know, um, they are, we they, give them a they are measures. No, no, like, even if, you see the thing, right? You see the thing, right? Even if, even if you send him to jail, right? Yes. You, you've just changed one man. You've just changed one man. But yes, so well, my, point is that, my point is that when you, when you start to first educate them on We will this send subject, the rapists to jail and then we educate the rest. That's no, the point, period. This is, this is, no. I think any catch I get what you're How saying. You, you guys are really extending, getting extending the education to the men. But when you say that after the education would come after the rehab. No, no. Okay. Exactly. Well, no, no, but like, okay, fine. It's just generally educating yeah, no, the like, West African men. I must have I must have um, misquoted, but my point is generally yeah. they should be taught these things earlier. Yes. And they should know it's earlier. Yes. Rather than just, you know, because I, I don't know, that's no, just, no, right now we're those about, are just my explanations to, to when it happens. And so. exactly. Because see, whether you like it or not, the kids are going to get affected. The wife will also get affected. The kids will get affected if they live yeah. with a rapist father. That's yeah. it, period. You know, you know, like, let, me, let me be honest with you guys here. Like. And when you rape, may I just, when you rape the, don't you think when the father raped the mother, the mother would not be happy, that would not also be a healthy home. Exactly. And, and so, you know, if you if you also try to remove the father, the kids will start asking, "Where's my dad? Where's my dad? Where's my dad?" But so, eventually they'll adopt. Everything is a mess. The whole house. The mom is not happy. The dad is. The kids are better off without the dad. Please. Okay, so so let me, let me be honest. Like I said, um, I, throughout this conversation so far, I've I've, I've tried to represent the uh, various arguments that people would have to the idea of marital rape. But but personally, I really I generally think that you know. It's, it's about time that marital rape is included as a crime in Gambian law. And the truth of the matter is that um, this, this law was inherited from the British. Thank you. Uh, and, the, and the British have changed that law right now. Exactly, so. from the Victorian era. There are a lot of laws we inherited from them and they've changed. Imagine from the Victorian era, you come to the Elizabethan era. We are still in the Elizabethan era. <coughs> but before the yeah. Elizabethan era, you have the King George V era and you have the other one too. Yeah. King George's so, uh, you, father. You're quite okay it's, with it's your British lot. history. Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> that's nice. But, but then, having said that, I, I don't think also, I think that it should be a separate class of offense. It shouldn't be the same as the general rape offense. Because? Because, because marriage does provide a, a, a special relationship. Mm -hmm. So, so the punishment should not be as stiff. Now, if, if, here's what I propose. Marital rape should be criminalized, but, but the, the current um, definition of rape is too broad. Okay? It includes things that I think should be permissible in marriage. As in? You know, so say for example, your partner, male or female, mm -hmm. is sleeping. Um, you should be able to initiate a sexual act. No, David. They no, are sleeping. Listen, listen. They are unconscious. Listen, listen like, and it all depends generally on the context of your own marriage. Like, if your wife says, never do this, or your husband even says, never initiate sex with me when I'm sleeping. Like, that's different. Okay? So, but if, if that isn't there, like, that prohibition is too broad. And that's how it is in the, in the Sexual Offenses Act. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, once the person is sleeping and you do it, it's real. Yeah, it's, yeah. they're unconscious, David. They're exactly, sleeping. exactly. And I agree with that. But I'm saying in marriage, it's different. Like, in marriage... How is it different? They're still sleeping. In marriage, there is that special relationship. And if you don't want it, you can say it up front. And that would serve as... A revocation of consent. How about if they're not never talking about instances like those? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's marriage. Like, if you never talk about it, like, exactly. They can't do it. They wait until they wake up. You just just wait once the person wakes up. You know, relationships are spontaneous, man. Like you guys. How about you let your your partner have a rest? Exactly. What if your partner might actually like it? That's not the point. Women like sexual fantasies. That's not the point. Women like surprises. I'm sure not that the kind of surprise. You'll be surprised. A lot of women would like that. It really depends. No, no. If you if you've never talked about it, like you said, they're sleeping. Wait until they wake up. They are unconscious. The point is not to find out if they will like it or not like it. No, that's not the point. This is marriage. It's not just an ordinary. I met you at school five days ago. Exactly. Which is why it's not to have sex with them without their consent. Period. Look. And, and I'm not agreeing with you. I'm, I'm, I didn't say that should, that you should have sex with them without their consent. That's I am what saying said. that the threshold of consent is different in marriage. No, David, sleeping is sleeping. If, if it's sleeping equates to somebody being unconscious. So if you've never talked about it, don't do it. That's it. It's, look, it's, it's more complex than that. Like, if, if you How is it complex? Those, sleeping. No, listen, Biba. The fact is this. Marriage is a special relationship. Yes, you take a vows. special relationship is, is why you, you are not supposed to do it. Not do those things. The person is sleeping. Allow them to sleep, or you wake them it's up. It's up to the person to say they don't like it. Well, exactly, they're sleeping. So they can't tell you if they want just, it or just, not. Just, 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 just a sleeping person can't give you consent. Please. So you know you're reducing marriage to a very robotic and, and no, uh, it's you that is thing. not robotic. You can just. Wake okay, okay. So, or you do something to so, wake you know, I'm, I'm using sleep right now, but let me know you sleep. Right? You said, like, um, like religiously, you can initiate sex by some type of play, you know, for yeah. me, right? That, that, yeah, you know, but that, that, does involve, that does involve an intrusion into what is ordinarily a person's private space, right? Like, if, if a stranger were to do that kind of play, it would be seen as a sexual assault. You would agree, right? That's what we're talking about in married times. Thank you. No. So marriage is no. different. You, you no. do accept no, no, it. No, 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 no. Obviously, marriage, that's why it's marital rape, David. But it's still rape. That's the point. And but I'm agree with you that there is mar there should be marital rape. I'm, I'm just My saying. My point like, is the because they are sleeping and because they are your wife or husband, they are sleeping, does not give you any right to have sex with the wife they are sleeping just because they are your husband or they are your wife. They sleeping equates to you being unconscious and that's it and an unconscious person cannot give you consent they and can't give you consent but, that, but there, is a context, there is a context of a relationship right so no the, the consent can be implied from that no no David. no no, no don't no. take implied consent how that invitation could that could goes back to you assuming exactly and probably you can, just, you can just come and maybe just place in this lap that i said they wake up, obviously. Don't even playfully slap anybody that's sleeping. They want to rest. No, let them sleep. That's the point. Why would you... you know, the truth is, like, no, I mean, look, when we're making laws, we have to respect context. If we're making laws, we have to respect context. Like, the way you want it, the way you propose it, it will never work. As in? As in. Like, you know, the threshold is so high. One, the evidentiary standard will be impossible. Already, the threshold is high for rape anyway. No, 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 getting this, 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 this is different. Like, the and you are more worried standard, about what? The evidentiary standard. Of marital rape is almost impossible. So if you if you raise the threshold of consent that high, you will never be able to prove a case of marital rape. Um, no, but that is definitely. How do you prove that you are sleeping? 
For I mean, example, if you say, oh, my husband raped me when I was sleeping, how do you prove he was sleeping when you go to court? You can't. You, you lose your case. So if you make... No, obviously, 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 all the evidence is not going to be when you were sleeping. Obviously, not going to be about sleeping. We are using sleeping in this context. Yeah. But there's going to be broader context. I'm, I'm sure the court is not even going to focus on if you were sleeping or not. They're going to look for forceful entry. They're going to look for... No, but there's no forceful entry here. That's the point. Like, it's the only thing you did was you did it when she Yeah, was maybe sleeping. they wouldn't struggle. That's right. Maybe they wouldn't struggle. Yeah. But they will find other means. How? It's, like you already said, it's already very hard. Even, 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 if, of course. Yeah. No, I mean, like, like, can it happen? Maybe there has to be that. Yeah, if you threaten somebody and yeah. tell them, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kill you if you don't, they can allow you and there will be no sign of force, right? So that's why rape cases are very difficult to prove okay. in the first place. But you know, submission does not really mean um, consent. So the person can submit and mm. it's not really yeah. consent. Yeah. So that too is there. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And, and, and that's why I think that's why he thinks it's going to be difficult. Going but moving away, moving away. But why don't we just try it? Exactly. But moving away. So why not we reduce the threshold of proving rape, please, in the first place? Alright, right. so you're moving to a different, a different. It's because everything is rape. Because it's, then, exactly. you know why? You know why the threshold is very high. It's very high because the punishment is very steep. No, because you're trying to protect men. That's why it's so high. But but men ordinarily do deserve to, to be protected. We're not we're not Patriarchy. animals. Women. Everybody women. deserves women. protection. But we deserve to be raped. No. Mm-hmm. We deserve to be raped. A, and we you know, to you know that the law, constitutionally, everybody's presumed innocent and proving it. And I don't like to say this because now it's a sing song. Whenever someone's accused of something like rape, the first thing here is <laughs> presumed innocent. innocent and but the truth is that that is true, right? And that's why the law makes it difficult. Because no. there's almost no second chance. Like if you if you're guilty for rape, your life is done for, right? So it has to be a high threshold. No, Ladies and gentlemen, moving away from moving away from what you guys are talking about, let's kind of delve into the legal concept. We are on the legal concept, yeah. but let's. Anyway, let's he let's, just told you how my guilty until proven inside or whatever. No, no, no. My point is a bit yes. different. My point is a bit different. Right? So mm-hmm. I was reading something like some days ago, and it's actually it is a statement a woman wrote about why marital should be criminalized. So according to her, she said that states, and I quote, states' failure to criminalize marital rape represents a violation of women's fundamental human rights. Obviously. This uh, includes rights to um, equality, liberty, and security of persons. She said these rights are protected for by the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, um, sure which you guys know, you know, international protocols, International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, International Covenant on Economic, Social, and Cultural Rights, and the Convention on, on the Elimination of All Forms of Discrimination Against Women, which is very popular. Let's see that. Mm-hmm. Now, what's our question? Uh, our laws, and I, I mean, this this answer is a bit obviously, but as you know, we are all law students, and you know, I'm pretty sure you guys have some legal um, legal opinions about this. Are laws in violation of this right, or are laws backwards? Which one do you think? Are they are they backwards or are they in violation of well, this right? They are backward. Exactly. Uh, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. They are backward and in violation of okay, those rights. I think we are we are. We signed that convention, didn't we? The Gambia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We ratified it. Mm-hmm. So obviously. And even even without signing these rights, um, those laws, these are rights that you could probably find existing in um, customary international law, peremptory laws of customary international law. Use codes, basically <laughs> rights to, to life. Um, you know, freedom, freedom, freedom and all those things. They're very fundamental rights. So any laws that are not compatible with, with these rights are obviously in violation of these rights. Exactly. So obviously our laws are in violation of these things, of these international conventions. When we have um, international laws as part of our laws, then these things will be easier to come in. Mm. And you know, speaking of which, I think it's interesting to know that, you know, even if there's no criminal remedy within the the municipal laws of the Gambia, a woman who feels that her husband has violated her in some way, um, probably has recourse to international or regional uh, court mechanisms, for, you know, probably on the basis of a violation of your human rights, given that the state does not protect you from marital rape. So, so there are some remedies, just just putting it out there in case anyone is out there that thinks they don't have a, a remedy. You know, those are actually not very accessible. Do you think so? I, I think that people don't know about them, but but you know, everybody, every the recent cases that have come out, you know, where Gambian, at least, you know, speaking about our local context, has taken the Gambia to at least the ECOWAS court, I think has resulted in, in um, a victory for, for the company. Yeah, so you never can tell, you should try it. And that's actually the fastest way to, to make the country change 
uh, the laws because when, when you have to pay so much in compensation over and over and over because your laws are not in conformity with um, principles, uh, they'll probably be pressured to, to change the laws. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to close the, co- the curtain here. And we, as, as we always do, we give our guests 30 seconds to quick wrap up. Um, a quick wrap up. And you know, just tell us, in summary, everything you know, they've tried to say and you know, what are your views on this topic? So, um, Madame, okay. Um, I think uh, military should be criminalized first for its by nature and um, uh, second, the protection of women in more in, 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 in at a wider scale, and we need more progressive laws and uh, more awareness should be made on this topic. And yeah, that's basically it. And we need more awareness, just like David mentioned, taking the matter up to a regional court too could help. Knowing that you are not bad from getting justice. There are other mechanisms that you can take, which is also important to know. know. That's about it. Exactly. And men should know, just because you marry somebody does not make them your property. Always ask for consent. And also, people should stop... Um, Oh, okay. So, like, like people think when you rape somebody, it's about sex. It's not about sex. That is violence. Like, it's violence. It's not the same thing. So, don't, you know, don't, don't use these things interchangeably. Yes. So, marital rape should be criminalized, and that's it. Please. All right. Thank you very much, Solomon and Fatima. Uh, Fatima, <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> She's she's about to get up and, and assault years. me, guys. I need to After report this. Four years, David. After four years. No, but hey, Fatimata, isn't that your name? Yeah, he actually. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so so um, uh, to conclude, I mean, I, I've said a lot, uh, so I, I want to be um, unequivocal in saying that you know, marital rape is not excusable. Men are not no. animals, no. and uh, there's no need to violate uh, your wife. And there's no justification for that. Having said that, I, I do think that um, maybe the law should recognize the special relationship that is marriage. But I mean, that's my opinion, uh, and I might be wrong. Whatever the case might be, it has been a fascinating and uh, very enlightening conversation. Thank you guys for joining us. Until next time. Bye. Bye, guys.